Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Numbers 13, verses 30 through 33. And what an intern he has been this year. He's been a great intern this summer. We're always looking for interns, by the way, y'all. Interns, what a great invention. Numbers 13, verses 30 through 33. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature, There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, who uh, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers. It's almost like, you know how we overuse the word like. I I just hear him saying, and we were like, we were like, 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 like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. And I'd like to preach a message today simply entitled Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. We're going to focus in on this. Let's pray right now. Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts today. God, that you would challenge us. Lord, we know you have something to say. I pray, God, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. I pray that you would anoint me to speak, anoint us to hear, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We have some grasshoppers around here. Some of them are pretty big. I have a picture of a LifePoint grasshopper that I photographed. I put my guitar pick next to it so you could kind of get an idea. And while that doesn't look, I don't know, maybe all that big to you, it looked massive when I took the picture. It was just a big, big grasshopper. Pretty big, I guess big and not so much pretty. But I tell you what, they're not this big. I came across this picture of a grasshopper. Now, they're not that big. Really, that's a fake. That's photoshopped. I'm sorry to say, if you look close, you can tell. It's it's not as grainy, that grasshopper thing, as the rest of the picture. Uh, but, But they're never that big. When I was a kid, we'd catch grasshoppers all the time. Sometimes we would use them to fish in the bayou, and then other times we just had fun with them. And, and so i got to be honest with you, I've even eaten grasshoppers before. Now, they were cooked, and they were cooked by a chef in New Orleans, but I probably won't be doing that again. I hear that there's plenty of protein in there, but, you know, whatever, it was fried, so I guess that negated the protein factor and whatever. No, no more grasshoppers for me. This week, I've been thinking a lot about the children of Israel. Their struggle was not so much with the enemies in the promised land. Their struggle was with themselves, specifically with their vision and their perception, how they saw themselves, 
how they saw their enemies, how they saw their God. It was their perception that kept them out of God's promises. And it is our perception that will keep us out of or put us into the promises that God has made to us. Now, that's what we're going to deal with today. Grasshoppers and perception. Are you with me? It seems as if God's promises are strategically placed right in the middle of challenging situations. And the only way that we can get to those promises is to face the challenges and go through the situations. He's made it so that the only way we can do that is to walk by faith, to trust what God says more than what we see. And as we walk by faith into those places where we cannot see how it's going to work out, but we're trusting God, not only does He fulfill His promises, but I have found, Tim, that He develops us. He develops us. He's interested in that. He develops us in this process. God's not trying to destroy you, but he is trying to develop you. Somebody say develop. Somebody say process. In the olden days, children, we had these things called cameras with film. Film. Some of you are, are vintage, you know, you, you're aficionados, even youngsters. You go back and you like to go vintage, but it was the only thing we knew back in the day. You would get a camera and you would go buy this film and you would put it in the back and get it queued up and ready to go. And if you were like fancy, you had one of those Minolta's or those Canons, and, and I can't even remember the names of them, but... Man, like you would get those, if you were like the rest of us, you got those little Instamatics, those little pocket cameras. And at youth camp, you know, I was the drummer. So all the little girls would come up to me and, do you mind if I take your picture? Wait a second, am I telling this story? I'm sorry, y'all. But it is a true story. I'd play the drums at camp. All the little girls would come up and, you know, and flashes going off. And paparazzi, yes, Seth, you better beware, son. You better beware, son. It's part of that, oh, the mystique of being a drummer. (laughs) So anyhow, uh, but I digress. The film was developed in the dark. Do you remember what the room was called? The dark room. And, And I've got a picture of a dark room, I think. It was in the dark room where the film was developed. It, you, you couldn't see very well in the dark room. You really couldn't even see what was being developed. It, it, it was a slow process. It was a process. And if the film was exposed to the light before it was ready, it would be ruined. Can I tell you that if God dumped all the promises that he has for us on us at one time without our ever having to go through the process of believing and walking by faith and, and struggling in the dark then it would ruin us. I don't think we could handle it all. You see, your struggle to get to your destiny is part of your destiny. Now, in our reading, the land God promised to the children of Israel was situated right in the middle 
of a challenging situation. Seven mighty armies, many walled cities, a regiment of giants, the sons of Anak. It makes me think of that old Robin Hood Disney cartoon where the rhinos, remember the army of rhinos? I should have gotten a video. That would have been fun. But those army, those armies of, of rhinos, would, would, does anybody know what I'm talking about even? There's a few of you do. They had a, 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 a regiment of giants that fought in the promised land. And ten spies convinced two million of their brothers and sisters that what they had seen with their own eyes was greater than what God had said with his own mouth. And they said something very interesting. They said that compared to the ones who currently occupied what God said belonged to them, they, the children of Israel, compared to them were the size of grasshoppers. Why grasshoppers of all things? I mean, Logan, he could have said rocks. You know, we're we're like little tiny rocks. He could have said birds. Could have said, you know, uh, all, you know, rats, Maltese. Weenie dogs, whatever their official name is, you know what I mean? Like, could have said something like that, but no. They said grasshoppers. Now, I believe every word in that book is inspired. You hear what I'm saying? I believe every letter, every word, every space, the structure, the accents, the syntax, the underlying numerical values, I believe it's all put there by design, on purpose, by God. So again, why grasshoppers? So that's what I've been looking at, grasshoppers. If you wondered what pastor was doing this week, he was looking at grasshoppers. Here's what I noticed about grasshoppers. They've got these big, strong back legs for jumping. It's said that they can jump 20 times their length. That would be like us jumping, you know, 100 feet. Think about that. I could just say, see, y'all, I'm going to Rouse's, you know, and I'm halfway in the airline, hopefully in the median, and then I'm over there at Rouse's, you know, jumping 100 feet. They got these strong back legs for jumping, but a grasshopper has little tiny legs in the front So it's designed to hop away, but not to stay and fight. So here's my first point. Number one, when a grasshopper is challenged, it hops away. Deep thoughts, right? That's some deep thoughts. Rather than advance, it retreats. It doesn't stay and fight. It has the ability to jump and then jump again quick and then jump again quick and get far, far away from the challenge. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever run from the promises of God? Have you ever run long and hard and fast trying to get away from the challenge of his word and the challenge of his promises? Jonah did. He ran to Joppa. He got on a carnival cruise. Randy, Melanie, he got on a carnival cruise and and sailed away. He, he, He even ran overboard, you know, like he got overboard and ended up in the belly of a well. I remember when I ran from God, I tried to get as far away as I could. But here's what I've, I've come to find out. If you're going to possess his promises sooner or later, you're going to have to face the challenge that's trying to keep you from God's promises. You're going to have to face it face to face. He's promised you freedom. 
Listen to me. He's promised you freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And that freedom is only found as you face the enemy that attempts to keep you in bondage. He's promised you abundance. I pray that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul doth prosper. And you can cut that and dissect it and and try to make it not say that he's for your prospering. And, And you can try to figure out what that means. But I'm telling you, just in a general sense, he has promised you abundance. And that abundance is only found as you face the enemy that tries to keep you in lack. Where you never have enough and you never get to the point where you have more than enough. He's promised you healing. I believe in divine healing. By his stripes we are healed. And that healing is only found as you face the enemy that's trying to steal your health and keep you sick and out of the game. Some of you here today, you've been wondering, where are the promises of God that I hear so much about? I'm struggling with this addiction. I've got financial issues. I've got this sickness. I'm telling you the promises are there, but they're in confrontation. They're in the middle of that fight. You've got to get in the middle of the faith fight. It is a fight of faith. Let me encourage you today. The challenge you're facing that seems to be keeping you from the promises of God are proof in and of themselves that the promises are real. The devil knows they're real and he's doing everything he can to stop you from moving in faith and claiming those promises and declaring that over your life and obeying the word. I'm telling you, don't give up. Don't give in. The victory is on the other side of the struggle. I'm telling you, for you to possess the promises he's made, you have to go to some places where you may feel uncomfortable, where your feelings are superseded by your faith. That's the requirement. Your feelings are superseded by your faith. You have to go to some places where only your faith can take you. You have to stretch beyond your comfort zone where faith is the only thing you've got to go on because that's where the promises are. And if you see yourself as a grasshopper, then what you'll do is hop away and you'll never face what you need to face to get what you need to get. You'll retreat back to the familiar Back to the safe, back to the alcohol, or back to the dope. You'll you'll go back to that frame of thought, or maybe back to that relationship you have no business being in. Some of you need to make up your mind and say, this time, I'm not quitting. Not this time. I've seen myself as a grasshopper for all these years, and that's why I haven't possessed the promises. I'd get right up to it, and then I'd hop away from it. But that all stops now. This is a new season. This is a new day. I'm a new man. I'm going to see myself as I am. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a child of the Most High God. Come on, give him some praise. Can you do it? Let me tell you a story about Valerie and, and, and me. We, we were, at one point, um, we decided many years ago, we started going on uh, like a three-day getaway. Uh, tried to do it every six months. Hard to do, but we'd try to get away and, and rethink our lives and our family and our church 
And we would pray over our family and our church and our calling and our business and uh, just our marriage and everything we were going through. We just started getting away. As the kids got older and we were able to do it, we'd just get away and, and ask God what he was saying and we'd recharge. And, and, and years ago, several years ago, we were at Orange Beach where we like to go and, and we were praying. I'll never forget it. Valerie said in this getaway, she said, why don't you call the mortgage company and see if we can go ahead and get our mortgage wrapped up and finished up. Now, that may seem like not such a big deal to you, but we had leased the house we were living in with an option to buy, and then we had stepped it up to the next level and did some interim financing, and, but we didn't have a normal just mortgage on the house. It was a little disconcerting. You see, Valerie was a student forever and ever. Amen. Forever. And so, you know, and, and we had chosen to plant churches, which is really those two things together are not the winning combination for how to get rich. And, and really, I, I hate to say this because it, it's, it's, it's weird, but we had never gotten what I would call a bona fide mortgage in our entire marriage. Really, we, because I was self-employed, we were in school, we were planning churches. Just it was it was weird. We had done these leases with options, rented lease purchases, bond for deeds, all these little things that were you know tricks to avoid a regular mortgage. We had never we had never gotten what I would call a standard mortgage. And when she said that that day, it, it kind of took me back a little bit. I I had developed a grasshopper mentality and I wanted to hop away I'm like well why don't you call the mortgage company you know like that kind of thing you know you know they're going to ask for more stuff that we even have document we're self-employed I was trying to figure it all out but we felt like in that prayer time God had really spoken to us he had he had made a promise to us when we moved into our house that we would stay there for a long time and God would would make sure that we would not be put to shame. Those were the words when we moved into that house. Because when we moved into that house, man, it was a great step of faith. We stood on that promise. We accepted the challenge. And to make a long story short, I'll never forget making that first phone call. And, and it, it was really ended up being a pleasant phone call. We got the ball rolling, and within a short period of time, we signed the papers, and we ended up getting credit for much of the money that we had already spent on improvements and rent through the years. We ended up paying way less for that house than what the builder originally was trying to sell it to us for. And I'll tell you what happened. We got rid of the grasshopper mentality and faced the challenge and possessed the promise. What would happen if the devil saw you not hop away this time from those promises of God. What if he heard you say with your own mouth, devil, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength and he saw you instead of backing up, run towards the promises of God and take that risk and that step of faith in the direction of those promises. Amen? What would happen? A grasshopper, here's another reason I think grasshopper was used. Grasshoppers are really, really small. The average adult grasshopper is over a hundred times smaller 
than the average adult human being. Maybe even more. They're little. They're tiny. Can I tell you the devil wants to make you feel small? Insignificant. The devil wants to remind you of times when you felt small. When you felt insignificant. He'll dig up memories maybe of a time when you failed and you felt so small, so insignificant. When you were made fun of or ridiculed. Maybe when you were a kid and something bad happened to you and and there was nothing you could do about it. You felt so powerless and so weak and so small. Maybe you've got a, a jaded past and 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 you just he makes he drags up those memories. The devil is trying to accuse you and make you feel so small, like you could never possess the promises that God has made to you. Maybe somebody else could, but you can't. Like you could never be the man that God's called you to be. Maybe others could, but not you. Or maybe you could never be the woman that God's called you to be. Others, but not you. He wants to make you feel so small compared to the debt that you're facing or the legal trouble that you're facing or the marriage problems that you're having or the sickness that's up against you and maybe that wayward child and you feel so small like a little grasshopper and you're afraid and filled with fear. But I can remind you today with confidence that your God is bigger than your problems and the devil is a liar. What if you really started to believe today that you could do all things through Christ who gives you the strength? What if you really started to believe I'm not hopping away and and I'm going for it. I'm moving towards the promises of God. I'm telling you what would happen. The power of God would go before you and make a way where there seems to be no way. Sometimes we have this attitude when when uh, Wendy Wendy and I uh, it's hilarious Wendy is uh, she she does uh, bookkeeping with the church and and we have a couple of accounts and she she has this one account that she goes and buys stuff with and uh, in that account we just put what's needed in that account and so sometimes she's like uh, hey I, I'm going to buy something at Sam's and I'm going to use you know that account. And, and, and is there anything in there? And this is a meme. I've got a picture of a meme that we, we kind of have texted back and forth. You might can relate to this. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Ray, you got so much money, you, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But some of y'all, you know what I'm talking about. You, you're like, you swipe that card, and you're like, Trying to play it cool, but on the inside, man, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking Nobody's raising their hand, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I used to be cash only because I was terrified of those cars, man. I'm like, I don't know what's in. I don't know what's come through. You know, I'm floating. I used to call it miracle banking back in the day. Uh, my buddy David Smith would call me and say, hey, man, what you doing? He's like, I'm miracle banking, man. He's like, and he's like, I'm miracle banking too. He was a, a traveling preacher. I was a church planner. So we were floating stuff. Out. You know, it just, that could get really dangerous. Don't do that. I, I don't advise that. But you know what I'm talking about? Where your confidence level is pretty small, you feel pretty low, especially if the card is declined. And, you know, and all you get is a $3 Red Bull. You know, you're like, oh, man, you know, I don't know what happened. Man, that sounds great. Somebody stole my card, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
to get that look on your face. But I'm telling you, you are not small. God wants to take you to the next level in faith and confidence. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I can be what he says I can be. I can have what he says I can have. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. You got to get rid of the grasshopper mentality. The third reason I think the word grasshopper was used is that a grasshopper hops up on the vine and looks all around, even hops on the grapes. You see, those spies came back with some grapes from the promised land. Big old grapes. Now, my Lord, what is this? These are, <laughs> these are pretty lady grapes. <laughs> I've never heard of that. DJ, what's up with you and the pretty lady grapes? These are pretty lady grapes. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Think of Welch's. That's pretty lady grapes. So these are pretty lady grapes right here. And so the grasshoppers, they, they hop up on the vine and, and they hop on the grapes, but they never eat them. They eat the leaves. They, they, they get all around the grapes, but they never eat the grapes. They're not for them. I mean, that's for the big creatures, the, the important creatures. I'm just a grasshopper. I'll settle for the leaves. you got to get it in your brain. The promises belong to you. Not preachers, not religious people, not just Pentecostals, spirit-filled people. I remember when Brian Booth Jr., a.k.a. Bubby, was seeking the Holy Spirit baptism, speaking with tongues. Oh, man, just seeking, seeking. It was like everybody else could get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, but Bubby couldn't. I mean, brand spanking new people that had a background that was hostile to tongue talking would walk in and just, whoo, there they went, you know, speaking in tongues. And Brian was struggling with it, trying to find out what was happening he had the grasshopper mentality. It was for everybody else, but it wasn't for him, or somehow he just couldn't make the connection. But I'll never forget the day that it did connect. And he said, guess what happened to me? And then on a Monday night here at First Monday Prayer, we baptized him in Jesus' name. you got to understand the promise is for you. It's for you. God's got promises. Not just the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's for you. But he's got pro every promise. We used to sing it in the book is mine. He has promises for you and they belong to you. It's not just about eating the leaves. It's about eating the grapes. Possessing the promised land. Would you stand with me right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Promises. Healing. Abundance. Each of these grapes to me represents one of those promises. Healing. Abundance. 
forgiveness, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God wants to meet your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And the struggle's real, y'all. They're found surrounded by enemies. What are the enemies? Religion, thoughts, strongholds, religious strongholds, condemnation. He couldn't forgive me. Unforgiveness, I can't let go of that person that did me wrong. I'm just telling you, you got to understand something else about grasshoppers. They blend in, right? They're camoed. They're camouflaged. They blend in with their surroundings. Sometimes you've got to step out from among them and be separate and say, I'm going to live differently. I'm going to set myself apart. I'm sorry if this offends y'all, but there's some grapes I'm going for. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change my walk. I'm going to do what i got to do. To get Caleb said, listen, we are well able to possess it because he's given it to us. He will drive our enemies out before us. He's promised it to us. But they just couldn't get over the grasshopper mentality. But Caleb did step out. He did. Joshua and Caleb, the only two out of the whole bunch of them, their generation, that ate the grapes. Took a little time, but they got in the promised land. Caleb said, give me my mountain. I'm 85 years of age, and my strength has not abated a little bit even. They said, oh, Caleb, won't you just, you're old now. Won't you go over here where there, there are no enemies, or we've already fought them off? He said, no, no, no. I got my sword. And I'm ready to go just like I was 40 years ago. Those promises belong to me. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. And he took what belonged to him. Some of you, it's time for you to take what belongs to you. I'm struggling with this addiction. That's where the promise is found. Freedom. Walk by faith. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That's who I am. I'm the free I am not in bondage trying to get free. I am the free resisting bondage. I am not the sick trying to get healed by his stripes. I am healed. I am the healed resisting sickness. Those grapes belong to me. Those promises belong. You see the difference in the mentality? One's a grasshopper mentality. The other one is an overcomer mentality in Jesus' name. Now what I'm going to do, and this is a little weird. These are pretty lady grapes. Did I mention that? I'm going to put some pretty lady grapes up here on the stage. And some of you, you got some promises. These are not magic grapes. These are not going to fix your situation if you grab a hold of a grape. Well, the pretty lady grapes are stuck in the back. I'm going to put some pretty lady grapes out. Sometimes we need a little bit of a a moment in time where we release our faith. So what I want you to do, you got needs in your life, you got some needs in your family, maybe some needs in your body, maybe in your mind, your thinking, maybe you're struggling with something. I'm telling you, God's promises belong to you. And I want to open this altar up, and what I want us to do is you just come up, grab you one of these grapes, and I want you to just hold it up to the Lord and say, God, here's my promise. I'm changing my mentality. I am not a grasshopper. I am who you say I am. I can have what you say I can have.
And I want you to begin to declare it, pray it, let the Lord touch you this morning. Can you do it? Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, or if you plan to attend one of our services, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.